Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to Chatting Out Loud. So something happened today, and I feel like I must share with everyone on this podcast. I got owned by COVID-19. Let me explain to you what happened. I grew up in a very traditional family. I have both parents who work really hard. They always stress the importance of education um, and then finding a great job, a great corporate job, and then settling down and having a family. I also have a younger sibling. She is four years or younger than me. So historically, my sister, uh, my mom, my dad, whenever they're planning something or doing something or trying to hide something or have a secret they don't want to tell me, I am a pretty good detective. I find out before, you know, they want me to know. So what happened was this. Um, My sister has been dating this guy for a year. And how do I know it was here? Because today, my sister actually posted on her Instagram story that she bought these fancy sushi as, um, as a celebration. So I actually messaged her, I'm like, hey, you know, what's with the occasion? There was some nice sushi. And she's like, oh, we're just celebrating our anniversary, uh, her anniversary with her boyfriend, Michael. I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. So I asked her, so, you know, how are you guys celebrating? Are you guys just FaceTiming each other and just eating the sushi in front of the cell phone? And as kid you not, she did not respond to that question for a good 30 or 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of strange. And my first hunch was, oh, man, she probably visited him or he visited her. And they probably broke the social distancing rule. I might need to have a lecture. My sister remind her the importance of social distancing because my parents are are, are getting up there, right? They're getting older, so they're they're higher risk than um, uh, than my sister or myself. Uh, so my sister obviously lives with my parents. So she actually told me, uh, no. He's been staying with us for the past month. My first thought was, you know what? My sister knows how paranoid I am with social distancing and how I'm, I'm, I'm like a social distancing like lieutenant, right? Like I'm, I'm big on that. And she's probably saying that just to yank my chain. So I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. So how do you guys really you know, celebrate it? She's like, no, Michael's been living with us for last month. You can ask mom. Okay, so I FaceTimed my mom, and I asked her, hey, is Michael living with you guys? She said, yeah, he is. I'm like, how long? For a past month. And at this time, I'm still thinking they're having a, they're doing a joke on me, giving me a joke. Because my mom would join together with my sister and play pranks or joke on me or even lie to me. So I still didn't believe her. So I'm like, no. I think it's are yanking my chain, just trying to get me stressed out because of, of this whole social distancing. So prove it. Prove to me that Michael's here. So my mom actually went up to the driveway and showed me his car. And that's when 
I'm completely mind blown. It took me, it took me back, and I, I, I literally did not know what to say because he's been living with my parents and my sister for the past month, and and, and what it's what's crazy is that I FaceTime my parents, I FaceTime my sister, I call them, and never have I once seen him. And what's more crazy is that. At the beginning of this month, it was my mom's birthday, and I even FaceTimed her to wish her a happy birthday, and he wasn't even there, and apparently he was behind the camera, and every time I FaceTimed, um, he would just hide or, 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 or go the opposite way. So I'm completely mind-blown and completely thrown off by this. I mean, this whole... Uh, I mean, I don't know how to explain this, and I, I'm still, I'm still kind of razzled by it because I never had this happen to me before. My sister, and my mom, you know, and my dad, for that matter, like they never pull a fast one on me, and they did, all right. So, you know, first of all, congratulate them to for for pulling a fast one on me. And if you're listening, my sister and my mom, I gave a round of applause because that's some solid work you guys did. Um, but just know. Moving forward in the future, I will be more suspicious about everything you guys are commenting and saying. So that's just part of my nature. So we'll have fun with that. But just want to share this story with everyone because I thought it would be a little fun to share a little personal, personal story. But let's get into a world of uh, tech and car again and actually i really want to update everyone with uh, some 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 new technology coming out for for quarantine purposes so as some of you are working from home um video chatting is a thing now with your colleagues with your boss your manager and there are a few platforms out there you know the most popular one currently is zoom uh, slack can offer offer a platform with video chatting you also facetime but facebook actually announced they're launching something called Facebook Messenger Rooms. And it's actually pretty interesting. So um, it allows up to 50 users simultaneously, and the room creator can either make it private or public. So if you make it private, obviously it's just like a traditional video chat room. You either need a link or a code or something. I haven't played around with the system yet because it's not public yet. But um, that's what I would assume it will be for a private aspect. For a public aspect, it's actually pretty interesting. So you can actually just create a room and leave it open. And if your friend sees your creative room, they can actually join, just hang out. So think about it as, you know, you're opening your doors to your friends and neighbor and that you're allowing them to just come in and chill and hang out with you, but virtually. So that's a pretty cool concept that uh, Facebook is launching. And also, what's even better is that if you do make the room either public or, or private, someone, they don't need a Facebook account, could join that room, either do WhatsApp or Instagram, because both companies are owned by Facebook. So if you have those platforms, you could join directly through those as well. So all of those apps and platforms are completely integrated. So I'm really curious to see how this Facebook Messenger room plays out and how it compares to the other uh, options we have out there, like Zoom or Slack. 
So definitely be on the lookout for that, and I will be giving those a try and letting everyone know how it goes. So continuing with technology news, today the Federal Communications Commission actually voted to open up a new spectrum of Wi-Fi. So you might be confused on, you know, what what's, what's a new spectrum of Wi-Fi? Is it brand new Wi-Fi? Isn't Wi-Fi just Wi-Fi? So right now at your house, right, if you have Wi-Fi, they usually run on two spectrum. It's either a 2.4 gigahertz spectrum or the neural one, which is a 5 gigahertz. And obviously 5 gigahertz gives you a better download speed, upload speed, just better, more robust, more stable. But the 5 gigahertz has been out for a while now, and as more people stream uh, and use data within their home, it just put a strain on both of these spectrum. So the Federal Communication Commission actually announced there's going to release a third spectrum, and it's going to be called a 6 gigahertz. So speed, just because it's, it's 6 gigahertz versus 5 gigahertz, that's just the name of the spectrum. It doesn't mean the speed is any faster. The download upload speed is very, very similar, if not identical, to the 5 gigahertz. But what it is is that it just opens up another channel for people to to use. So it'll release relieve some stress for and bottlenecking of 2.4 and the 5 gigahertz. So imagine a freeway, right, where there's only two lanes, and now the third lanes open. So there will be definitely more more traffic flow and less bottleneck and 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 less uh, traffic. It's major news because uh, the last major new uh, the last major communication for uh, for Wi-Fi was actually 20 years ago. Uh, so 20 years ago and and now I mean that's, that's early 2000s. So it's a big big announcement. So I'm looking forward to uh to to experience this six gigahertz spectrum. Uh, devices that actually supports this will actually come out either fall or end of this year. Uh, they suspect the first device actually supported will probably be the newer smartphones, but eventually uh, routers and modem will support it as well. As well, and the designation in the box, how you can tell is the six gigahertz spectrum. It'll be uh, compatible with six E, right? It's not just a six gigahertz. It'll be Wi-Fi six E, E for elephant. So if you see that label, then you know this device is compatible with the new spectrum of Wi-Fi. So moving on to, let's talk about cars. Actually, I guess this topic is a blend of technology and cars. So Porsche, yes, it is pronounced Porsche. Porsche just announced that if you have your vintage Porsches sitting in your garage and are looking to upgrade the radio or the head unit to a more modern piece, they do now have the solution for you. They have created and introducing these radios that have touchscreen, Bluetooth, and technology such as Apple CarPlay that will fit in a variety of Porsches that ranges from the 1960s to the 1990s. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, and if you are worried about the radio being out of place, like look-wise, aesthetically, than the rest of the uh, interior. Porsche has also considered that and added knobs to the radio. So actually blends in with the uh, interior design more. 
So if you're the type of person that wants that new technology in your classic vintage Porsche, there is a solution for you now. But it's not cheap though. Um, the smaller single DIN, which is a 3.5 inch display, comes in around 1600 bucks. And if you want the double DIN, which are, I guess, for a more modern vehicle in the 90s, it comes in around 1800 bucks. So it's definitely not a cheap piece. But let's be honest, if you can afford a vintage Porsche in your garage, you could definitely afford these radios. So I do want to touch upon one of my favorite topics, and that's automatic transmission and manual transmission. I'm the type of guy where I love to roll my own gears. I love manual transmission. My first vehicle with a manual transmission was a 1999 Honda Prelude. Uh, I still remember my uncle and I, we uh, went to the, uh, the seller and we bought it and he actually drove the car home for me because I did not know how to drive stick and I actually taught myself in that car every day, early morning and late at night. That's when there's less cars around me. But manual transmission is, is, is a great way to get a brand new experience when driving a vehicle. It makes you focus a little bit more, and it's actually, it's actually actually just more fun to drive. So there's not many cars out there that has manual transmission now. Uh, the manual transmission are a dying breed, um, but I do appreciate when people do drive manual transmission. And, and the sad thing is that with all this technology going in autonomous vehicle, um, people not wanting to own cars. And, and, and the newer generation of just, you know, not caring about driving, the manual transmission, it just gets lost. And I guarantee you, like, if you ask, let's say, an 18 to 26-year-old uh, person and ask them if they know how to drive stick, I guarantee you 90% of those folks will not know how to drive stick or even be interested in driving stick. And who could blame them, right? I mean... A majority of the cities have ton of traffic, so the automatic will work better. Uh, and why go through the trouble of rolling your own gear if a car could do it for you? You know exactly when to shift for the best fuel efficiency, and and know exactly when to downshift for the maximum power output. But the manual transmission gives you that great feeling of actually driving, like you're in more control of something. You know, I've always been wanting to teach my wife how to drive stick, but she is not the type of person that cares about cars too much or even want to drive stick or learn stick. And quite honestly, you know, the transmission realm for automobiles has actually improved a lot in the last 15, 20 years or so. So it's not this it's not as simple as manual transmission. Or automatic transmission now, right? So you have your manual transmission in, 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 in one set. You have your five-speed manual, six-speed manual. There's seven-speed manual now. Uh, but in the manual transmission, there's something called uh, rev matching, where when you step on the clutch to downshift, the computer automatically know what rev to be in when you downshift, so you'll be smoothly putting that gear shift into gear. And there are some vehicles that actually allow you to shift without 
taking your foot off the gas pedal when you step in the clutch, which is pretty cool as well. So those are the improvements in the manual transmission realm, right? In the automatic transmission realm, when I grew up, uh, the most advanced automatic transmission were five-speed automatic, right? Because majority of the car had four-speed automatic only. But as time progressed and technology progressed, there's actually a variety of automatic transmission now. There's speeds ranging from six-speed, seven, eight, nine, even ten-speed automatic transmission. There's transmission called CVT, which stands for Continuously Variable Transmission. And you have your hybrids or um, electric car where you have one speed for transmission. So I want to cover and explain to you what difference is the CVT, continuous variable transmission, versus a normal um, six-speed, seven-speed, eight-speed automatic transmission. Uh, the best way to, to, to really visualize this is imagine your traditional six, seven, eight-speed automatic transmission uh, think about it as a stair, right? Each step is a gear. As you step on the gas, you're in the first gear, you're in the first step. And it shifts to the second gear, then you're in the second step. And then it will shift to the third gear, you're in the third step, and so forth. On a CVT, think of it as a stair, but there is no steps. Um, have you ever experienced those escalators where it just gradually goes, uh, gradually inclines without any step? Think of a CVT as that. Right where uh, at the one end is inclined, at the other end is on the bottom, and just one big pulley, and the computer and the pulley will will will, will talk to each other on giving you the maximum power while achieving the best fuel economy. That's why a lot of car enthusiasts dislike CVTs because there is no dramatic changing of gears. That there is no gear to change. If you actually floor. A car with CVT or just strip the RPM, hold that red line, it'll just stay there and drone. You know, a typical person might think, all right, when is the gear shift happening? But it doesn't because there is no gear. So um, as it holds the red line drones, you'll be picking up speed, but it just won't shift like a normal traditional automatic transmission. There are some few good CVTs out there, like Honda makes pretty good CVTs. Actually, Toyota makes really good CVTs because um, they actually implemented kind of a, 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 the best of both worlds. So you know how I just described the normal transmission, automatic transmission with a six-speed, seven-speed, eight-speed? Well, Toyota was able to kind of blend that and the CVT together. So they recognize that a lot of customer complain or enthusiasts complain that when on a pure CVT transmission, when you step on it, it just doesn't feel good. You feel it's not going anywhere. It just makes noise. So what they did was the acceleration gear, the first gear, is actually a physical gear from a normal transmission to the first speed, right? And after you hit a certain speed of the vehicle, the transmission automatically goes into CVT, that solid planetary gear with a cone for fuel efficiency and power. So you get the best of both worlds. When, we, when you accelerate, you get that normal feeling of a re regular automatic, then it's a CVT for, for fuel efficiency and, um, and performance. And Lexus, which is part of Toyota, owned by Toyota, they actually have this, this 
this foundation of automatic shaft CVT for their higher end car as well. But instead of being the first gear, being uh, an, a real automatic, they actually have the first four gears as automatic, and then it goes to CVT, which is pretty interesting. So next time you drive a Toyota with a CVT, I believe the newer Corollas have it, and some of the Lexus uh, LS hybrids and LC hybrids have that. Definitely check those out. It, it, it feels completely different than a normal CVT, and it feels completely different from normal automatically automatic transmission, but it definitely feels good versus a normal CVT. And the last bucket of CVT are your electric cars and hybrid vehicles, like a Prius or any of the hybrid vehicles out there. And these CVTs are called E-CVTs. stands for electronic CVT. So you still have your CVT transmission there, like the one I just talked about. But now um, it's controlled actually by this computer chip, for lack of a better term. That, that tells it how, how, how to um, shift. So when you actually move the shifter from drive to neutral to reverse to park, actually there is no direct connection to the CVT. It actually sends a signal to the computer chip and the computer chip will tell the CVT what to do. So that's what it's called eCVT. All right, enough of the car talks and technology update. I want to take this opportunity to answer a couple of questions that have came in this week. The first question asks, what do I think about the stock market and any recommendation on stocks to buy? So I do invest in some stocks on the side. I don't consider myself to be a high investor, nor claim to be an expert in stock. I just go with what I'm familiar with, and I read up on articles and news, um, what possibly might be the trends. So at this particular time, a lot of industry are being impacted greatly. So like your traveling industry, some of the banking companies, like the airlines, they're all being impacted pretty severely. And if you look at their 52-week high, um, compared to the price they sell recently, it's less than half. So if you do want to, you know, play with stocks, right now will actually be a good time because you always want to buy when the market is down and sell when the market is up. The two tip I do want to provide is this. One, whatever amount of money you take out to invest in stock, consider that money loss. Go in with a mentality that you will not see that amount of money back again so if you do gain something great if you lose it it will be a learning experience the second tip I want to give is invest in stock you're familiar with in companies you know so if your interest is in technology if your interest is in airlines or whatever industry you like Focus on those industries because you are familiar with the companies and the players in the industry. So you're more comfortable with the trends and the upcoming news uh, for those companies. So those are the two tips I'll provide when investing in stocks. All right, the second question asks whether I know of any good restaurant deals in the LA area. Well, during this crisis, all the restaurants out there 
are only giving out either delivery or takeout. And all the restaurants I've seen are offering massive discounts. So I don't know what your taste preference or you have any dietary restriction, but definitely check your your local, I guess, local Yelp pages, local, I know there are Facebook groups to join for your, for local restaurants to see what's open and what, what kind of discount or bundle deal they have. So definitely look at that. Um, but what I can say is that definitely support your mom and pop local business if possible because they're really struggling and they definitely need as much business as they can get. And the last question I got this week asked, what is the best noise canceling headphones? So I'm not a headphone expert, but I do have some preferences. Um, it really depends if you want over the head or earbud style. <clears throat> I actually have a pair of both. So for over the head, I actually have a pair of uh, Sony wh one thousand XM3s, and let me tell you, the, the noise-canceling feature on these over-the-head headphones from Sony is fantastic, and the battery life is awesome. It claims you get like 40 hours of battery life, but, and you know what? It does feel like, yeah, I really need to charge these headphones, and the great thing is that there's fast charging because these headphones have a USB-C connector, so it gives you like five hours of playback with a 10 to 15 minute charge, which is awesome. Uh, you also go with the Bose, the Bose QuietComfort 700. Those are the uh, newer ones uh, with a new redesign. And I actually heard really good things about those as well. They're really lightweight and the quality, both in sounds as well as the build quality is up there. Uh, because Bose always makes good stuff. So definitely give those two a try. They're actually direct competitors of those. And if over-the-head headphones are not the ones you want to look for, you want the earbuds ones, um, I actually have a pair of AirPod Pros, and those have been working really well. I'm actually recording this podcast on AirPod Pros. So, uh, no, sound quality, they're not the best, as I've, as I've heard. But it's actually really good. It's good enough. And the noise canceling is actually really great as well. But what really works for me is the transparency mode that it has. Um, again, if you're an Android user, you can actually buy AirPod Pros as well. But you just don't get all the function or features like transparency mode. Uh, but even iPhone, I definitely recommend AirPod Pros because transparency mode, it, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. There's music playing in the background. Yet, you get to hear your environment as if someone's talking to you. So, it's happening both simultaneously. It's kind of freaky, but you guys got to experience it to understand what I'm talking about. And the AirPod Pro, it fits my ears perfectly. So, if normal AirPods uh, does not fit you well, uh, I think the AirPod Pros might fit you well because there's three different sizes of the ear tips you get to try it on. And when you actually are putting your ear the phone will actually tell you what's a good fit and what's not a good fit. So that's pretty unique. So definitely recommend some AirPod Pros. If you don't have an iPhone or want something different outside of the AirPod Pros, um, I'm going to recommend the, the Sony equivalent of it. And this is basically what I did mention about the Sony over-the-head uh, headphones. This is the earbud version. And the model is, uh, is WF. 
1000XM3. And I personally tried it a couple of times and they sound really, really good. Uh, I don't know how is it daily using them, but from what I've read and, and, and seen on reviews on YouTube, it's actually a really good pair of uh, earbuds. They are truly wireless, just like the AirPod Pros, but the case is a little more chunkier and bigger than your AirPod cases, so just be aware of that. And the reason why I went with AirPod Pro is because I have an iPhone and it just works seamlessly in the ecosystem. But if you have an Android, definitely uh, worth checking out these Sony headphones. Well, that's it, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Chatting Out Loud. I really appreciate your support and your time. Again, this podcast would not be here without your support. If you have your own topic or question you would like me to cover, please reach out to me. My email is chattingoutloud2020 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me via Instagram at chattingoutloud. Again, thank you very much. Please continue to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. We'll chat soon. Thank you.